Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin. The Aquanauts play games underwater. They like to play tag. They like to play hide and seek. They like to play capture the flag. They like playing all kinds of games under the water. One day, they were playing hide and seek. Most of the Aquanauts are gone, so it was just Captain Barnacle, Peso, Quasi, Dashy, and Tweak. They were playing hide and seek in a huge kelp forest. The kelp had long leaves and vines that went from the bottom of the ocean floor all the way up to the surface of the water above. It was kind of eerie, but it was also a lot of fun. Captain was it. All right, I'm going to count to ten. Everybody hide, and then if I find you, you're it. He turned his back. They had all come in a guppy. They weren't near the octopod at that moment. The captain turned his back to the kelp forest and put his face and arms on the guppy. One, two, three. The other aquanauts scattered. Peso swam to the very top near the water where it came to the surface and hid behind the kelp. Quasi decided he was going to hide in a coral opening with an eel, thinking the captain wouldn't look in the hole where an eel was living. Tweak liked her machines, so she used a machine that dug a hole really quickly and she hid in a hole in the ocean floor. And Dashy, well... Dashy wasn't super creative with hiding spots, so she thought, I'm going to go hide behind a rock. She swam and hid right behind a rock. Eight, nine, ten, ready or not, here I come. The captain turned around. He looked, and of course everyone was gone. He thought to himself, hmm, now if I were the other octonauts, where would I go? He began to swim around, and he started looking for the other octonauts. He thought, okay, I need to find them all, but the last one I find will be it. He thought, Peso's a penguin. Penguins don't necessarily swim deeply in the water. Peso does because he's an aquanaut, but he usually likes to stay closer to the surface as other penguins do. I bet he's high up in the kelp forest. Peso was, of course, waiting high in the kelp forest, thinking the captain wouldn't find him, but the captain was smart. And he swam up to the top and he said, Peso, I found you. And Peso went, oh no, Captain, you got me. Peso said, oh, that was fun. I'll go wait by the guppy for you to find everyone else. The captain swam again. He thought, hmm, Tweak likes her machines, so she will likely hide around the guppy. No, 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 she know I'll look for her there. Let's see, not the kelp, not the rocks. I bet you she's trying to be clever. Maybe she dug a hole really fast with one of her machines. He looked around to see if there was any sea earth that had been tossed up recently. And then he saw it. A big hole that wasn't there before he closed his eyes. He swam over and said, Gotcha! Tweak went, Oh, you got me, Captain. I'll wait over by the guppy while you find the other aquanops. The captain swam around again, thinking, Okay, who's left? 
quasi and dashy. Now, Quasi's adventurous. He likes danger. He likes adventure. He probably thinks he can hide somewhere that I wouldn't look because he's more adventurous than I am. Well, he couldn't be more wrong. He'd probably also want to be somewhere that's a little dangerous. The captain looked around. He saw little crabs. He saw little fishes. Those aren't very dangerous, he saw. Then he looked over to the coral, and he saw a coral cave where an eel would live. The captain said, Ha! I bet you that's where he lives. I bet you that's where he's hiding. He swam over to the hall, hole and knocked. A big eel came out and said, Who is it? Captain Barnacle said, Mr. Eel, I think you're hiding a friend of mine in your cave. Is that correct? The eel said, The eel said, I am. Quasi came out and said, Oh, Captain, you found me. I'll go wait over by the guppy. All the Octonauts were over by the guppy, except one. Where was Dashy? The Captain thought about it. He said, Hmm, I'm not sure where Dashy is. She's not high in the kelp. She's not on the ground. She's not in the coral. Where could she be? Dashy was behind the rock, listening to the captain, and she giggled to herself and thought, <laughs> He can't find me. Little did Dashy know she was in a lot of trouble. All of a sudden, the rock she was behind had an eyeball. The rock had an eyeball. It opened up, and it looked at her. And she looked at it and went, Ugh. All of a sudden, the rock changed colors. It changed from the color of rock and stone, with textures of all kinds, to a bright pink and it began to fluff like a big balloon, and tentacles started to come out from underneath it. She wasn't hiding behind a rock. She was hiding behind a giant octopus. The octopus waved his big tentacly arms, and Dashie went, Ah! Her camera accidentally took a picture, and the octopus went, It closed his eyes, but when he opened them, he was angry. One of his big tentacles came down and grabbed her by the ankle, swooshing, and it... And it it scratched her ankle. She went, ow, I got scratched. <laughs> captain, captain, help. Aquanauts, help. The octopus had her by the tentacle, but all the octonaut friends were nearby. Dashy said, help everybody. Quasi said, blimey, that octopus has got Dashy. Captain said, aquanauts, we need to help. Go for the octopus. Quasi, Peso, Tweak, and the captain all swam in the direction of the octopus. But the octopus did not let go of Dashy. Instead, he twirled his tentacles and made a huge ink cloud. The ink cloud was too dense. The aquanauts couldn't see. And before they knew it, the octopus was gone. Oh no, said Peso. What do we do? I don't know what to do. The captain said, the octopus took our friend. We need to find her back. We need to get her back somehow. Any ideas? Quasi said, I'm on a karate chop that octopus and get her back. We have to find her first, Quasi. Tweak said, well, look, look. The ink cloud was fading, but the octopus had left a very small trail of ink behind it, just enough to see which direction it had gone. Captain, I think if we follow that trail of ink, we'll find Dashy. Captain said, good eyes, Tweak. Everyone, let's go. They got into the guppy because they needed to move fast. Octopuses swam very fast. The guppy followed the faint ink trail. But they had to go quick, because the ink wouldn't last very long. 
the ink twisted and turned around coral, went in caves and then out again. It went up into the seaweed and then down into the rocks, until finally they came to a big cave. The cave itself looked like a big octopus head, with all of the sea anemones around it. It looked like it had long tentacles that stretched. The captain said, The ink trail ends here. Dashi must be inside. Captain, we have to be quiet. That octopus has eight arms. Each arm has its own brain. The captain said, That's incredible. Yes, it's like it's like eight people with a ninth person in control. We must be very careful. We have to sneak up not just on the octopus, but on all his arms as well. The captain said, All right. We have to be quiet. No lights in the cave. No sound. All the octonauts were as quiet as possible, and they went into the darkness of the cave. They heard all kinds of sound, but they couldn't distinguish any of them. And there was a problem. The cave had lots of twists and turns, and lots of different ways to go. Quasi whispered, How are we going to find the right way? How are we going to find out where the octopus took Dashi? Captain Monocle took a moment. He said, let us listen. They listened. And they listened some more. Finally, they heard a sound that came from one of the tunnels. It was somebody laughing. <laughs> Peso said, Captain, we need to go that way. Captain said, that's correct. They swam down the tunnel. And as they swam down it, it started to get lighter and lighter. Till finally, they noticed that the cave was being lit by bioluminescent sea anemones all over the walls. Green and blue, their tiny tentacles waved in the ocean air as they searched for little bits of food. Oh, these are beautiful, said Tweak. No time for that. We'll get Dashi to take pictures of this later. First, we need to save her. They followed the tunnel. The light got brighter and brighter as all the sea life began to bunch together. Finally... They came out into an opening. There was a large chamber, and above it was an opening to this ocean sky, letting in light. The octopus was sitting on a pedestal of stone, his eight legs laughing hysterically along with him. They had Dashi's camera. The legs were trying to push the buttons and make it flash and take pictures, and every time one of the legs made a mistake, the octopus would laugh at it. ha <laughs> ha! All the legs were fumbling with the camera, not paying attention to what was going on around them. They were too interested in the camera, and the octopus was watching his legs play with the camera. They looked over, and they saw Dashi. She was in a cage made of shark skeletons. The captain waved Dashi, and she saw him, and she stood up. She knew she shouldn't make any noise or draw attention, so she quietly waved back. Captain said, Quasi, I need you to use your pirate ninja skills and swim over there and free Dashi. Peso, Tweak, we need to get ready to make a distraction in case the octopus notices that Quasi is trying to free Dashi. Aye, aye, Captain. Aye, aye, Captain. Aye, aye, Captain, they all said. Quasi swam over, hiding behind rocks, hiding behind sea anemones, hiding behind coral. He tried to do his best not to be seen or noticed. He got all the way to Dashi's cage, and then he thought, How am I going to get this open? It's made of shark bones. They're the hardest thing in the ocean next to rock. Dashi said, You need to use the fish pick. What? There's a fish pick. 
over there on the ground. Use it to pick the lock. It'll open and I can get out. Quasi said, All right, I'll have to be real careful. He swam very quietly because the fish pick was closer to the octopus. He knew that if the octopus or his arms noticed him, they would all be in trouble. He got really close to the ground and he started to crawl to stay in the shadows. He got all the way to the little coral where the fish pick was hanging. He tried to lift the fish pick very carefully, but all of a sudden his tail accidentally knocked over some empty clams that were behind him. The clams fell on the ground with a tink, 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 a small sound. But in that cavern, it was so loud it echoed from everywhere. All of the octopus arms and the octopus head all of a sudden stopped and looked up. They all went, vroom, vroom. they all looked at Quasi. Quasi said, oh, oh well, here we go. He grabbed the fish pick and started swimming back towards the cage. Um, Captain Barnacle said, now everybody. Everybody swam at the octopus in the legs, going in and out and swimming up and down. The legs tried to catch each of the octonauts, but they were too fast. The octonauts were swimming through the different tentacles around them, and the tentacles were tying all in knots as they tried to get the octonauts. The tentacles soon were so tangled they couldn't move, and the octopus couldn't swim. He struggled with his big head and said, No! No! The girl with the camera is mine! Quasi used the fish pick and opened the cage. Dashi got out. She swam right up to the last tentacle that was holding her camera, and she took her camera back, and she took a picture of the octopus, flashing him in the face, and he went, Ah, I can't see! He made more ink, but he couldn't swim away this time. He just blinded himself with his own ink. Captain said, All right, everybody out of the cave! They all swam, and swam as fast as they could. The light diminished as they left all the bioluminescent algae and anemones. They came out of the cave, right to the guppy. Getting into the guppy, they left full speed back to the octopod. Dashie said, Thank you so much for coming to get me. And then she told that she had scratched her face. That's right. Peso said, Oh, I see you got scratched by the octopus. Let me take care of you. He got out his bandages and went, Hiya! And he bandaged her leg. Thank you kindly, Peso. Tweak said, if only you had to have time, you could have gotten pictures of all those funny, lit-up anemones. Dashie said, oh, don't you worry. While we were escaping the cave, I took lots of pictures. She showed all the pictures of the beautiful sea life to her friends. They went back to the octopod, safe and sound. The end. Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly, so yeah, they can be structurally kind of rough. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. To be fair, Astro is not always in the stories. Many of these adventures feature just my kids' favorite cartoon characters from whatever cartoon they are watching at the moment, but Astro was the genesis for these bedtime stories and this podcast. I record these stories on my phone in my kid's room, and it's common to have my daughters interject during the story to make sure the plot is going in their approved direction. Sometimes the stories are long and sometimes short. Sometimes I get really into the stories, and sometimes it's just been a long day. Sometimes these stories get rowdy, and sometimes these stories can even be a bit scary. Though I do my best to keep things on the up and up with my five-year-old and her younger sisters. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them, usually. 
If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.